Hey y'all, what's up everybody? Welcome to Sunny D, very first episode. Are we excited or what? We are excited. This is Sunny D, the ponderings of a black polyamorous pansexual polymath. Those are a lot of P words because they're like alliteration. So basically this is a podcast about things that I like to talk about, which are relationships, relationshiping, uh, T, <laughs> intersectionality, nerdy things. Um, we're going to talk about all of that shit. So uh, let's get on with the show in our first couple of segments before we get into the main episode. And today on What's the Tea? <laughs> so this is the segment where I just talk about tea because I love tea like a whole lot. Um, yeah, most people who know me know that I love tea. So y'all be ready for this almost every time we gonna waste time talking about tea. And I want these episodes to be like 45 minutes, but they gonna probably be more like an hour because I'm probably gonna spend about 15 minutes alone talking about tea. Today's tea that I'm currently drinking right now as oh that's good as we uh have this podcast um the current tea that i'm drinking is um damiana and since this podcast is releasing on valentine's day um is that right is this releasing on valentine's day yes valentine's day is on a monday damn i guess it's good that it's COVID times because Valentine's Day on a Monday usually would, you know, kind of suck. Because um, you can't celebrate right on my Valentine's Day. I mean, you could. But could you, like, really go out and enjoy yourself? Doesn't matter. Um, so for y'all people who do celebrate Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Day. Yay. Um, and I'm going to talk about Damiana tea, which is very tasty. So um, Damiana is a herb from the, a shrub that's native to uh, Central and South America. It was used by the indigenous people there as an aphrodisiac. <laughs> See what I did there? Because it's Valentine's Day. Um, so their tea consisted of the leaves of the plant and some sugar. And then when the Europeans came um, colonized, <laughs> when the colonizers came, of course, they discovered a drink and they expanded it across the world. Um, in 1875, actually, Damiana tea was introduced in the U.S. by some dude who used it um, and promoted it as a sexual tonic. And then after that, the herbs was introduced in like product, like drinks and wafers and shit. Because who don't want a sexual tonic? People is always clearly um, looking for something to up their sex drive. So the story of me in this tea, I actually heard about this tea from this cutie I had a crush on. Uh, I met them in an online polyamory group a few years ago. And when, so when we're not in a panini, I put on a lot of tea focused events because I love tea. I have like an annual Mad Hatter's tea party. I have group outings to different tea houses in the area and one summer, I finally got the courage to invite them to one of these group tea outings. Um, I felt it was a really like low gauge or a low stakes way to gauge interest. 
Um, and from that hangout, I discovered that they also love tea more than a normal amount, which is great. And we talked about tea during that event and we kept up a slow, like, you know, steady kind of virtual conversation in the weeks afterwards. Um, and then a few months later, they wanted to go to RenFest uh, or wanted somebody to go with them to RenFest. And since I buy multipass to RenFest every year, um, I volunteered to take them to RenFest because they like needed a ride and also didn't want to go by themselves. While we were in the car, they mentioned that they, there's this tea that they really, really love and they always get it at RenFest um, because they always had it in this spe specific shop and they were able to pick up a good supply of it because they always had it in stock and they were telling me about how it tastes and all the different properties of it and yay. Um, and when they were there, they got some, it was, it was Damiana. And the next time I had a tea party at my house, I invited them to it and they gifted me a fair amount of Damiana tea leaves. And it was so good. It's so good, y'all. Um, also, you think after this story, this is the start of some romantic tale where two folks who love tea bond over their love of tea and fall in love with each other. That's not what happened. Uh <laughs> You would think it happened with the casual exchange of aphrodisiacs, right? Nah, it did not. It did not. Um, I'm not really good at being bold in my interest. Plus, you know, I might have been teetering on the edge of relationship saturation at the time. So nothing came out of it other than, you know, a pretty good acquaintanceship and my appreciation of Damiana T. So. First of all, it's naturally sweet. It's cool. That's I, I, I like teas that kind of have like a little sweet tinge on them without adding any um, sweetener because I tend not to add sweeteners in my tea. Uh, this is also a herbal tea, so it has kind of that herbal-ish. I don't know how to explain it. Like herbal teas sometimes have like this back flavor, uh, this aftertaste of herb, of green, you know, um, depending on what kind of tea herbal tea it is if it's actually made from herbs so sort of sweet slightly minty but not quite and also it tastes like woody kind of like how lemongrass has that kind of almost sort of woody taste to it um or licorice it's like a strong taste but it does not taste bad um as an aphrodisiac does it work I don't know. How about you give it a try and find out? It, it's pretty good to me. It works pretty good for me, but uh, you know, a bitch be horny. So <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna keep that one in there, but <laughs> a mess. We have raves, rants, and raves. What am I thinking about? What am I raving about? Um. What am I ranting about? Is today a rant or a rave? Today is a rave. So this will probably be old news by the time this is released, but Zendaya and Tom Holland have bought their first home together. Now, first of all, let me say that whenever I saw them interact in different interviews and shit, I was wondering, I was wondering if they was a couple. I don't really follow celebrities like that. So they might have had like some kind of press release or some tabloid said it or, you know, the general population that's not me found out a while ago 
um, may have found out a while ago. They may have came public with it, whatever. I didn't know. And I would look at these interviews and be like, are they like together? Or are they just really good friends? Because I be acting the way that they do in the interviews with my friends. Um, it's just more of that. I noticed that they had a really cute. It was just a really cute, close, uh, connected, very sweet interactions very sweet bond they were just so nice to each other and so loving and affectionate and i was just like this is so cute i love it and then i read online today that they bought their first home together and guys i'm going to cry that is so adorable that's so adorable these babies and they look so good together they just look so loving and i hope they last like seriously i really don't be on celebrity couples like that but i really hope this one lasts because they are so cute I love Tom Holland. I love Zendaya. And yeah, I just hope that they keep being their goofy ass selves and love each other for a very long time. And even if they don't stay together in a romantic relationship, that they stay together as like friends, as close friends. They're just so adorable. They're so adorable. Um, who knows? I don't even know if they really are together. I mean, not really are. I don't really know if they are romantically together because you can buy homes with somebody that you're not romantic with but you know whatever they are i love it i love to see it i love their cuteness together and yeah congrats to them here we go into the meat of the episode i wanted to talk about my personal journey into non-monogamy specifically my personal journey into relationship anarchy which if you read my blog i feel like you can be um monogamous in a relationship anarchist but that's neither here nor there so picture it sicily <laughs> i'm a mess but no seriously um so when i was in middle school there were these two dudes that i like and let me you know what Am I going to use people's real names? I will use their real names. Who, you know, who knows these people? Whatever. All right. So when I was in middle school, I had a crush. <laughs> I had two crushes, Josh and Junior, and they were great. Both of them were super cool. And I remember mentioning it, mentioning it to one of my friends. And she was like, you can't have two crushes. So why not? She said, that's because you can't. So you have to pick one. All right. So because I am who I am, uh, a person who has mostly Capricorn in her chart and the other planets are mostly Earth signs uh, with a little bit of fire and the teeniest bit of water, just one water in there. Um, I made a list. I made a list of both of their pros and cons. And it turned out at the end, they both had the same amount. <laughs> of pros and cons so what did I do I just said well I guess I can't pick and I continue to have a crush on both of them I can't remember if I told them or not um I feel like if I told them they would have just been like whatever Deanna because we was in middle school also they were my friends um and I I'm pretty sure I never told them but I just kept having a crush on them whatever and then throughout high school I kind of had like not necessarily always consensual <laughs> non-monogamous relationships where I dated somebody and they were long distance. And so I dated other people 
Um, a couple of times it was consensual where they knew that we were both dating other folks. Um, and other times it wasn't. I just did it, you know, because, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay, and so then my senior year of high school, I didn't have a partner at the time. Um, but I did have my best friend and she was dating this dude. Oh, so I, um, but I went to this school and it was basically a school for geeks. It was on a college campus, um, a high school that was on a college campus. We had just the high school dorms um, and we took classes that were, that would give us our um, high school diplomas, but also a lot of them were college level. Some of them were even, we even took them at the college with the college students. Um, and so a lot of people who graduated, if their credits transferred, could graduate as like a second semester sophomore uh, when they graduated high school because they had all these college co credits. So yeah, I lived there. I lived on campus um, in the high school dorm. They had a high school boys dorm, high school girls dorm. And uh, the high school girls dorm was within walking distance to the campus apartment. And my best friend's boyfriend lived in the campus apartments. Now, we did have a curfew and everything. At this time, I did not identify as bisexual, pansexual, nothing. I thought I was straight and I just, you know, girls were fun and I had an emotional connection with them and I wanted to kiss them and do other things with them, but I was straight. So yeah, so me and this friend, since we lived in the same dorm and you know, after curfew, we can go wherever in the dorm we wanted. I, we spent the night in each other's rooms a lot. <laughs> and I remember she taught me this trick with cell phones. And back then we had them big bulky Nokia phones, um, or maybe you had a flip phone if you was fancy. A Blackberry if he was real fancy. Uh, but yeah, so she taught me this trick with the phone where you're, you know, when you go and you look for a ringtone and then you set the vibration and you can vibrate and you can put the phone in your crotch and it'll vibrate. And yeah, so she taught me that trick and we would do that to each other. Um, and then one day she asked me if I wanted to go with her to her boyfriend's house and have a threesome and so i was like you know cool I, I, i'll do it i guess i was pretty you know open to a lot of things i, I still am so went to her boy her, went to her boyfriend's apartment and we did the do we had a little threesome um and then t a couple weeks later her boyfriend hits me up and he's crying and I'm like, dude, what's up? And he said, I think that she's in love with you and not me. And I was like, homie, uh, well, one, I don't think that. And two, even if she is, she ain't with me. She with you. Y'all still together. She still goes see you all the time. We spend time together. Like we, I mean, yeah, we spend like almost every night together, whatever, whatever. But like she with you. You the one that she chose. So why I don't understand why you have crying to me. You still gotta. I ain't taking her from you. Yeah. We me and her can have what we have and y'all can have what you have. And clearly she love you or something because she's still with you. So I, I remember that. Um and I think that that's my first 
that should have been my first indication that I was non-monogamous um, because I really did not care. And I really was like, we could we can still do this thing. There's there's no issue. If she feels that way, there's no reason why she can't feel it for me and for you. And we just chill. Um, and then let's see. And then I went to college and at college, I joined a Christian sorority. And while I was in this Christian sorority, I was definitely fucking y'all um, all the time. I would talk to my mentor in the organization. I would talk to other folks in the organization and be like, can y'all pray for me? Because once again, I have backslidden and I have fallen under the clutches of the devil and had the sex all the time. They was tired of praying for my ass because I did not know <laughs> how to stop having sex, y'all. Um, it was all, you know, NSA, no strings attached, whatever. But I was doing it. And then I met this dude who was in the brother fraternity to uh, my sorority. And we started dating. And this is, I was 100% monogamous with him. Although, although he told me that I was emotionally promiscuous. <laughs> Yo, I tell you what, listen, Christian dudes be making some, some shit up, I tell you. Um, he told me I was emotionally promiscuous because I had folks that I had close emotional bonds with and maybe I should just focus on him and he be my main emotional bond. And I'm just like, why? these are my friends. What? He even told me at one point that um, people would think that I was gay if I kept acting the way I did around my best friend. Which is very interesting because at this point, I kind of was leaning towards being like, well, I guess I'm bi um, and told him that. Um, and he knew this and he still said, people gonna think you gay if you holding her hand and talking to her like that and y'all be giggling and y'all see each other, like craziness. So... I was basically like, uh, if you're asking me to, to give her up, then you can go. We don't have to date. I don't have romantic feelings for her, but I d also don't need romantic feelings for you if you're going to be an asshole about it. So um, we did not break up then. We broke up later for other reasons. It was not a great fit, obviously. Um, so yeah, and then soon after we broke up, I was, I also at that time had a lot of things going on. Some, um, some trauma from my past cropped up, uh, not, not due to anything that I did because I buried that shit down deep, but some folks who traumatized me popped up in my life and sent me messages and shit. And I, you know, spiraled and got depressed. Uh, at this time I got diagnosed with depression and shit. And um, so, yeah, um, this was around and when we broke up. Also, it was around my birthday. We broke up around my birthday. Um, I withdrew from school around my birthday and started going to therapy, <laughs> looking for a therapist. It's hard, y'all. And so um, on my birthday, which I take as my new year is also very close to new year. I take it as my new year and I make new year's resolutions on my birthday. And when all this shit had happened, I told myself, I'm going to live my life for me. 
I'm going to find out who I am and I'm going to act on it. I'm going to be that person. And part of being that person was embracing my sexual nature. I put an ad on Craigslist where I said, hello, I just want somebody to eat my pussy and then take me home or go home. If you're up for this and you live in the in Northeast DC area, hit me up. I picked the first person who answered because <laughs> why not? He seemed cool and he was cool. He was really nice. He picked me up down the street from my house because I didn't want him to know exactly where I lived. And I went to his house. He had a puppy. That was great. He had a space heater going on in his bedroom. That was great. Because my birthday, like I said, is near Christmas. Um, got in. We talked for a bit. He gave me some tea. And then, you know, took off our clothes. He ate me out. And then I fell asleep. And we fell asleep. Cuddle up in his bed. This stranger. And in the morning, he made me breakfast and then took me home. And I was like, wow, there are really people out here who would do that. He was a black journalist and he had, he was so interesting, so interesting. Um, and I loved it. Um, we, he, he and I would not talk really outside of any time that we saw each other. We would just hit each other up whenever we wanted some and eventually we did have you know like penetrative sex and it was also very good um and yeah we would hit each other up anytime that we was in the mood and it was the same thing every time he picked me up he lived like five minutes away too it was great um he would pick me up and we would go back to his house i play with his puppy we would eat we would have sex in the morning, he would either drive me home or I would take the bus back home five minutes to my house, depending on if he had to work or not. Because um, at this time, I was an independent contractor um, doing graphic and web design. So I worked from home. So yeah, it was great. A lot of fun. Also, during this time, I you know, cultivated relationships with some other folks. There was another dude um, in my org who was, you know, cool. Me and him talked occasionally. Uh, we didn't really talk about big things. We just talked about the little things that happened during the day. And I don't know how it happened, but we just would call each other. Like, how was your, he, like, he would call me and be like, my work day was shit. And then just start talking to me about how, his work day was effed up um or he would call me and be like hey i have a question because i said this and this to this girl and this and this happened whatever and i would call him well i wouldn't call him i would text him because i don't really like phone calls um but you know he always called me and i just would pick up and he mostly wanted to talk anyway so it was cool um he didn't really do the text thing so i would text every once in a while but then once I was like, hey, I'll come up to your, come up your way. Took the train up to him and hung out that weekend and we had sex and it was cool. Um, I told the other dude about it and he was like, oh, good for you. It's like, yeah. And I knew the other dude, the first dude, he was, you know, um, having sex with other people. We really just had an NSA thing going on. And, and then I told this dude about it and he was like, that's cool because, you know, I'm also seeing other people. And I'm like, all right, cool. And him and I were really good friends. 
Um, at one point, he got a girlfriend and then he still wanted us to be doing stuff, which at the time I was like, whatever, that's your girl, it's your business. And for you to figure out what the fuck you're doing, I don't do that now, but you know, whatever. Anyways, yeah, so we, uh, so him and I had a little thing going on and you know, his, and it's crazy because his friends knew me. Even whenever he got a girlfriend, his friends knew me. We hung out. They thought I was cool. I would go places with him and his friends. Like, we went to the strip club together um, and shit. And it was just real cool. And, you know, every time I went to see him, I I ended up going to see him, like, every other weekend. Um, And when I went to see him, we didn't, like, we didn't always have sex, but we did a lot. He taught me a lot of things because he also was the person that taught me that it's okay to direct somebody. Because he straight up directed me. One time I was giving him a hand job and he was like, okay, look, do it like this. And he legit just showed me how to do it. And that's the way that he did it was very direct, but also not mean. I don't think directness is mean, but it was cool. And I was like, oh, so it's okay to like just tell somebody what it is that you want, how you want it. And it's okay to make things better and not just lay there or not just you know just think that if you are really compatible you would know what to do so yeah that was cool uh and then I also started seeing this other (laughs) dude in New York and so when I say I went to see my other dude um every other weekend it's because those other weekends I was in New York uh, seeing this, this, this one dude and yeah, so I was having the time of my life or whatever. Um, I eventually stopped seeing the, the dude in New York and I was just, and eventually I stopped seeing the other dude that stayed five minutes for me. Um, our lives just got, you know, um, separated. Let's rewind for a bit because I forgot to mention something before. Sometime shortly after I made that resolution, to myself I met this woman actually rewind even further back I met this man I met this man and I just like the thrill of being with him because he was like a lawyer or something and we would go to his office and do stuff after hours because of the thrill of it and he liked the thrill of it or whatever and the first time that I met him he told me that he used to um, be with a woman who looked like me. He was like, she looks like you. She's like a smaller version of you or whatever. He's a, He was a, a white dude and I'm a black woman. So I'm just like, okay, dude, whatever you say. Um, but then one day he hit me up and said, hey, hey, the chick I was telling you about hit me up and asked if I wanted to hang out. And I told her about you and I showed her a picture of you and she wants to meet you. Do you want to meet her? You know, I wasn't doing nothing that night. So I was like, sure. Yeah, I'll meet her. So he pulls up in front of my house and out of his car pops this tiny, tiny woman who would be my girlfriend for some years. Um, She was five feet, if that, never made it to 100 pounds. And she was from Togo so she had like you know a French accent because uh, it's a French-speaking country um which was great for me because I needed some practice 
um, because I'm from Louisiana and I learned French and I was getting out of it. And then I, I'm not really good at retaining languages. So while I was with her, I knew French and now not so much. But anyway, she popped out the car and she goes, wow, you're so tiny. He showed her a picture of me and I have long limbs. So she thought I was super tall, was not. We went to a bar and her and I talked and talked and talked, had so much in common. Then we went to his office and we went to a conference room and he was like, oh yeah, y'all stay here. And her and I started making out and doing stuff on the conference room table. And then he walked in and she was like, oh, you're still here. So he just sat down in a chair, sighed because he thought he was about to get him a little threesome. He did not. Um, and then eventually we had to go and she wanted me to come back to her. We got in a taxi and she wanted me to come back to her apartment with her. And I think that first night I said no. And the next time we hung out, I went to her apartment with her. Um, yeah. And so I rewound back to say that that happened. So her and I had a little on again, off again thing. So while I was seeing these three dudes, I was also seeing her whenever she was around. Now, back to, back to where I was at. Um, I was no longer seeing two folks. I was still seeing the dude in Baltimore. And one night, the chick called me and she um, was back in town, wanted to hang out, was super drunk. I did not want to hang out because I was tired. I was in my sweats, in my Crocs, hair tied up, ready to go to bed. But she said, I wanted to um, party a little bit more. So I had this hotel, but then they threw me out the hotel and now I'm on the streets of DC and I don't know where I am. <sighs> so I took a taxi to where she described, picked her drunk ass up, brought her back to mine apartment and while we were there she realized that oh no she can't find her wallet and her wallet had all her money her passport and all this in there and she she was an international student she was on a visa had a visa everything um and so I was like look we'll just retrace your steps tomorrow I just cannot and she was like no 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 no. I have a friend and he will know what to do and so she called this dude comes into my house or comes up to my house he didn't come inside my house she called this dude comes up to my house and I walk outside and I'm like, here, here she go. You can help her. And he's like, no, you have to come with me because she is drunk. And I was like, okay, fine. I didn't try to change clothes or nothing. Went, walked around, couldn't find her shit, but did take note of where we went. And then whenever we pulled back up to my house, she wanted to party. I wanted to go to sleep. So I left her with him. The next day he calls me because she gave him my number because he was interested. He calls me, asks me out on a date. I say, sure. So our first day we went to, um, we were supposed to do something, but we ended up going to one of his friend's studios for a music video because he had this car that they wanted to feature in a music video. And we ended up staying there all night to make it up to me that we didn't have the day we planned. He asked me if I wanted to go to this hotel party with him. I'm like, sure, I'll go to a hotel party. What this man did not tell me is that this hotel party was actually a swinger party, a hotel takeover. And 
the first part of the party in the ballroom, cool, dancing. I met this chick who seemed to be very into me and said, hey, these drinks cost too much. You want to go upstairs and, you know, you can have drinks in our room. I was like, yeah, girl, let's do it. Um, and her man came up and my date <laughs> came up and next thing I know we're in her room and we got some wine but then also she's like kissing me and I yeah hell yeah cool dude says something about he don't know if there's some condoms um my date is like something something condoms they walk out the room by the time they get back me and her is finished and I'm like I want to dance some more so I go downstairs thinking that that's just a fluke like yeah we just it's just I saw this person who was hot. She thought I was hot. We did a little do and whatever, whatever. Nah, at the end of the party, they was like, upstairs is the after party. I'm like, whoop, 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 after party. Go upstairs. Um, there's like a security guard at the elevator checking wristbands. All right, I guess. Turns out they had the whole floor because this is how they used to do the hotel takeovers. They had the whole floor and that only the people who were part of the swingers group could get on the floor. So we go on the floor and doors are open and people is fucking. And I'm like, what, what, what? Dude is like, are you good? Are you good? If you don't, if you need to feel uncomfortable, we can leave. Which I should have known was a red flag at the time, but I was just too excited. And also I was dumb. Um, so yeah, I had a good ass time at that party. He taught me about swinging. I didn't know that it was real. Thought it, I thought it was just in movies and shit. So he told me about swinging. I told the dude I was seeing in Baltimore about it. And he was like, oh, that sounds interesting. I want to go to one of them parties. I did eventually invite him to a couple of them. And he had a good time. All right. So uh, dude who had me at the swingers parties, he, him and I started like dating for real. Eventually he proposed. And when he proposed, I went to the dude in Baltimore. I was like, oh, I have to tell you something. He said, I have to tell you something too. And you go first. So I went first and was like, oh, so-and-so proposed. And I said, yes. And he was like, oh. I said, well, you don't sound happy for me. He said, well, I was going to tell you that I broke up with my girlfriend so I can be with you. And I was like, that makes no sense because you want one person. You want to be monogamous. And I don't think that that's what I want. And he was like, yeah, I think we should stop what we're doing. He said, because you're getting married and that means something. And I was like, it don't, I mean, it, mean, it don't mean shit to me. We can still have what we have. And me and Ozu will have what we have. And me and my girl will have what we have. So, but he didn't feel like that. Um, that's because he's monogamous. And he was, for him, he was dating around until he found the person. So, ended up not seeing him anymore. But I had all these other folks where it was super casual um, now that we were, you know, it was swinging. Um, but there was folks that I eventually got emotional connections with, although I didn't have necessarily a romantic relationship with them, which makes a lot of sense to me now because um, I discovered that I'm on a romantic spectrum. So it makes sense to me that, you know, I didn't, I had emotional connections with a lot of folks and didn't have that romantic connection with them, even though we was having sex. And with some of them, I was having sex with them pretty regularly. All right. So at a party that my ex-husband, because he is my ex-husband now, um, took me to, uh, 
they had a they had a level that was for kink and i had a great old time in that level also it was a whole lot of black folks on that level and they were great they were so nice and they were so sweet to me and afterwards they were like are you on fat life i said no but i've heard of it they said you should join so i joined and while i was on fat life i learned a whole bunch y'all i learned a lot and Fair Life is a cesspool. Yes, it is. But it also has some great discussion groups on it. And you just had to find the right ones where they actually discuss shit. It was great. I learned a lot about non-monogamy. I learned a lot about polyamory. I learned a lot about kink. And it was around this time when I found um, Fair Life that I realized that I was non-monogamous, that I was polyamorous. You think? I would know that by this time because I had relationships. At this point, I had a relationship with um, this woman and then with my fiance. I wouldn't say that this woman was my girlfriend yet. We saw each other regularly. We had sex regularly. We talked regularly. We talked about big things. We had an emotional connection. Um, I think there was a romantic connection there too. But she was... I won't put people's business out, but like, you know, she was an alcoholic and also had bipolar disorder. So it was very difficult um, for me to engage with her because my father has both of those conditions, which is why I recognized it in her. But she did not get diagnosed with this until after we had officially decided to date. All right. So got married. I'm learning shit on Fed Life. I met this dude at a swingers club. Um, actually, I met his girlfriend who had a newspaper skirt on. It was real cute and made out with her at the bar. And I really, really wanted to talk to her. Uh, she had just gotten a new phone, didn't remember her number. So she was just like, hey, here's my boyfriend. Put your number in his phone and, you know, whatever. So him and I exchanged numbers. Turns out that she was one of those... What are, I don't know what they're called whenever it's just like straight women who like to make out with folks when they drunk. She was one of those. And so when I tried to, I hit him up, tried to talk to her and he was like, oh, well, you know, he explained it to me. I was sad, but he was like, hey, I'm, but I'm interested though. What's up with you? What are you reading? Which is a very great question to ask me because I love to, to talk about those things. And he was reading the Phantom Toll Booth at the time. And I like that book a lot because there's a lot of a pun. There's a lot of word. There's a lot of fun word things in that book. Okay. So we met up, started talking about books, and eventually we started dating. All right. Cool. Bet. Um, and while I was on Fed Life, I met this man who... We were in a few groups together, horror, movie group, daddy, baby, girl group, lots of things. Um, he sent me a message eventually and was just like, hey, been people in the groups also. I mean, people in the groups also love your profile. Do you date older men? And I'm like, well, according to your profile, my fiance is older than you. Actually, I think he was my husband at this time, whatever, but he's older than you. And so he was like, cool. And then we talked. We talked, we talked, we talked for a long time, just online. And then eventually we had our first date. 
and we had sex on the first day. Um, and yeah, and we became partners. After we started dating, there was a party he wanted to go to. Uh, and it was one of those swingers parties where single man can't come, which is whack. Um, but my friend, she was in town again. And I said, I think that she will let, you know, you be her date for you to come to this thing. And of course, he was like, because he's a gentleman, I say, of course, like y'all know, but y'all don't know. Um, he was like, well, maybe we should meet first. So they met, they hit it off, they started dating. And when they start dating, he's like, you know, she's really in love with you. And I was like, <laughs> I guess, because she, to me, she didn't show it. Um, and then eventually she came to me and said, yeah. And so her and I officially became girlfriends. And then I, this was my really first triad because, oh, and while I'm here, I'm going to say this. People say it's pronounced triad. Well, y'all gonna hear me pronounce it triad because that's the way I like to pronounce it and that's the way my mouth does. It does that. I pronounce some things a certain way and if you know what the hell I'm talking about, I'm gonna keep saying it, okay? Also, <laughs> I feel like I feel like I got a little country right there whenever I <laughs> whenever I got upset. Whatever. So back to the story. Um so yeah, I did that. Uh what was it? Was it where we at? Oh, so that was my first triad. Yeah, so at this point, I'm still I'm still learning shit. I'm still figuring out how I want to, to, you know, organize my life. Oh, I forgot. Somewhere within there, there was some dude who wanted to teach me how to be a good submissive. And him and I dated, and he even moved in with me and my husband. And he was a piece of shit, and we broke up. Um... Eventually, I broke up with all of these people that I'm mentioning here, except for the one that I met on FetLife. We're still together. And um, I learned a lot of things, a lot of things along the way. For instance, relationship anarchy. The first time I heard this, I was like, wow, 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 that's me. Because I just believe that all my relationships are important and I have spent most of my life with folks telling me that I seem like I am abnormally close to my friends that I show them affection that should be reserved for romantic partners that I do things for them that should be reserved for romantic partners and that they do things for me that should be reserved for romantic partners but I don't think that's true to me there's nothing that is reserved for romantic partners other than romantic feelings. But actions, actions just show that I care. That's it. There's no action that means one thing or another to me. Um, if I feel a type of way, I'm going to tell you that I feel that way and then show you that I care by doing things that make you feel cared for. So if one of my friends is having a bad day and the way that they feel cared for is chocolates and flowers. I'm going to buy them some damn chocolates and flowers. I don't care if somebody thinks that that's supposed to be something that's reserved for a romantic relationship. No, because I have romantic partners who don't like flowers. I have romantic partners who don't like chocolate. And eventually, like after reading about relationship anarchy and realizing that this is something that 
I feel very strongly about that one of the reasons I didn't want to get married is that it's like you sign away all these rights to this one person, but I wanted to give certain things to certain people and certain things to other people. It's a reason that I'm not getting married again unless, well, I'm not going to say that <laughs> here on the public domain, but it's a reason that I don't really want to get married again is because I want, I want to give folks the rights that I want to give them to match up with our compatibilities, um, to give for certain folks to be beneficiaries for one thing and other folks be beneficiaries to another thing for some certain folks to have power of attorney or to be able to view my health records and not other folks like I want to be able to pick and choose cherry pick like just really tailor that shit for me and also tailor my relationships and not have the expectation that if you are this one thing and that means you have to do this 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 and this no you are you like what you like and I like what I like and we meet at those intersections and that's what we do. So anyways, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward to now. Um, I've had breakups. I've had protective orders. I've had bad sex, good sex, realizations about myself, realizations about the local community, the local polyamory community, the local king community, local non-monogamous community. I, I've i learned so much and I can't wait to share it all with you. Um, I do want to talk about my current relationship configuration because I'm probably not going to explain it in any further episodes. I'm just going to talk about the folks in my life. And so, yeah, so here is a little rundown. So I already mentioned daddy who I've been with for seven years. Uh, we live together. And since Valentine's Day is today, I also talk about the views on Valentine's Day because people do ask about like, oh, what happens polyamory Valentine's Day? Whatever the hell you want, y'all. So, so me and daddy usually celebrate Valentine's Day. Oh, personal, personal thing for Valentine's Day. I don't care. I could celebrate it. I cannot celebrate it. It's really whatever the other person wants to do. If it was up to me, I probably wouldn't celebrate it. I celebrated it religiously. <laughs> I celebrated it religiously growing up just because I was told that's what you were supposed to do. Also, the aesthetics of Valentine's Day is very cute. I like it. Um, I had lots of Valentine's Day parties. I had lots of uh, friend Name times parties um so yeah uh so i am neutral really about valentine's day um so yeah and so me and daddy together like i said together seven years um we have a kink relationship if you couldn't tell we celebrate valentine's day together um, he likes Valentine's Day. He likes lots of savvy things and I love him for it. Um, I have another partner who, what shall we call these folks? I need to think of nicknames for my partners so that we can, um, oh, I have nicknames for them and I'll just call them that. Silly. Okay. Anyways. So I have um, my other partner, Demon, and Demon is um, 
how long we've been together now? Four years? Almost on a dot. Because our anniversary was two days ago. Um, he hates Valentine's Day, so we don't celebrate it. Um, did I say we live together? Yeah, we live together. We just moved in together right before the pandemic. Whereas me and daddy have been living together, I don't know, man, since 2016, probably. End of 2016 or 2017. So one of those years we moved in together, 2016 or 2017. So we've been living together since then. And um, Demon moved in with the two of us um, right before the pandemic. Okay. All right, and then we have my other partner, Avs. We also will be celebrating our fourth anniversary later on this year. Um, they, I actually don't know. I think that they, I don't know if they hate it, but I know that they don't care about it. So we don't celebrate Valentine's together. Um, and also, no, they do not live with me. Uh, they live about 40 40 minutes or so away with another partner. All right, so then my other partner, Kitten. We've been together for almost two years now. We made it official during the pandemic. Um, I love her. She loves any day that's about celebrating love, celebrating her. <laughs> and I do love to spoil her, so... I'm good with it. Um, so any occasion in which she can be celebrated and spoiled is an occasion that she wants to be celebrated and spoiled. And that's what baby gets. What baby wants, baby gets. I have another partner. I have another partner who I have romantic feelings for, but we do not have a sexual relationship. And that's my little gremlin. And uh, she um, does not celebrate Valentine's Day. She thinks it's a vile holiday. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that she's going to be celebrating Valentine's Day by listening to this episode. Because when I talked about it, she was like, the only good thing that for, for that holiday, the only good thing on that day. <laughs> um, yeah, she has other partners or whatever. All right, and so next, my platonic partners. Um, I've known these people since 2007 slash 2008, so nearly 15 years now. And they have my entire heart. I talk about everything with them. I got some of them listed as beneficiaries. Like, we have a really deep emotional connection. We have... Um, day who I love them they're my fave I don't know what else to fucking say they're amazing and they help me out a lot the best um we also have Mickey uh damn who is probably the first out of all of these all, all, of, all of my platonic partners yes out of all my platonic partners is the one who I met first um she's great um helps me with legal shit all the time we got Kiki and Kiki is a Southern gal like me, and um, I love her. Oh, wait, let me, I'm supposed to be talking about Valentine's Day. All right, shit. Um, day, I think it's pretty neutral about Valentine's Day, but celebrates it. Mickey, I think, is, huh. He does give us Valentine's Day gifts every year. But I think without 
anything else she's she would be pretty neutral about it but also loves any occasion in which she gets pampered kiki is uh romantic loves romance novels and i am certain is in love with valentine's day am i certain certain about no but if she said that she hated valentine's day i would think i i don't know i don't think that would be true and i think the only reason will be because you know ain't nobody get her nothing not because she like hates the actual holiday all right and then we have charlie and charlie is the only one of my platonic partners who's extroverted wow that's insane because okay I, I, i'll talk about that later yeah yeah charlie charlie likes valentine's day charlie celebrates valentine's day galentine's day loves everything to do with love and demands to be pampered on valentine's day all right so now y'all know all my partners i have four romantic and sexual partners one romantic non-sexual partner and four platonic partners what i was gonna say earlier is that it's really funny that of my platonic partners only one of them is extroverted because of my romantic and sexual partners only one of them is introverted which is i'm not gonna say it causes problems for these other folks to be extroverted but i will say that it sometimes is um interesting to see the to see the coping mechanisms that have cropped up during the pandemic um because i have been largely okay and my other partner who is an introvert and also my platonomore which is what i call <laughs> that's what i call my little gremlin my platonomore we've been largely good whereas my other folks have struggled a bit all right thank you guys so much for listening um this episode was really off the cuff i didn't have no notes no nothing child nothing i just straight off the dome recorded this because it was just my story and i feel like that maybe i skipped some stuff um i feel like maybe i glossed over some areas and that's okay because we will be coming back to that in episodes to come on all of the things all of the things that i learned as i've been on this journey into realizing my true self the next couple episodes i'm going to talk about my personal journeys in a couple of areas that are important to me and also give a non-monogamy 101 talk in which i'm probably going to like i don't know talk about the questions i get all the time i'm going to answer the questions that i got over the week because last week february 7th through the 13th is um polyamory week and during that time i usually take questions from the class <laughs> and ask them what are some things you want to know about non-monogamy and so i'm going to answer those questions as long as well as other things that i get a lot in that non-monogamy one-on-one episode so that will be probably episode four um yeah that's it i don't have nothing else to say thanks so much for listening i hope you come back uh i hope that you got something out of this even if it was just a laugh if it was you learning more about tea because baby i am always here to teach folks about tea yes i love it um 
Yeah, and then and that's it. And that's that on that. This podcast was produced, mixed, recorded by me, Sunny D. Theme song mixed by Jamile Calloway Pinkney. This episode was transcribed by some random person, aka the fugitive doctor. Thank you to all of my generous Patreon subscribers. If you want to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash sunny D with two E's pod, or you can search sunny D. Feel free to join our Facebook group, sunny D pod, and also like and follow my page, sunny D. You can find me on Instagram at sunny D pod on TikTok at sunny D mix and my ratchet ass Twitter at Lil Wild Minx. And that's it. Stay boxy, y'all.